1: Wow, it's a long one today. It's a big one today. Yeah. There's an interesting one today. But we
0: didn't, and we still didn't even touch the. Surface. No, no, no. Scratch the surface. It's a huge surface. topic. Again, we we will always revisit this in different ways through this series of Confessions of Modern Parents. It's another look at what um, body, body image, you know, and uh, the use of face and body tuning apps, and yeah. actually, what influence do we have on our children? We There's have Venice. a huge
1: influence, yeah. I think. And we discussed the importance of role models. You're a bit yeah. of a role model, and is it always necessary that you are a role model? You're and, a role model, well, too. Well, exactly. Because you're Who's a more dad? important, a celebrity or a parent? Oh, your
0: parent. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are. Um, welcome to our podcast, Confessions of a Modern Parent. We just had a couple of days off, so we're full of vim and
1: vigour. I'm not. i <laughs> one more, and We're back to the routine of me waking up at three with you snoring. Oh, dear. Oh, we, sorry. Should do, we should do a parenting podcast about the realities of how hard it is to be a sort of all-singing parent when you don't sleep.
0: Hmm. Maybe that's sleep. more for our How to Stay Married podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, are you your,
0: when are you getting your nose ring <laughs> A done? This we did, we right. The
1: great thing about podcasts is they're meant to be conversations that people drop in on. Have you heard Shagged? Annoyed, married, married, shagged. Snogged. Snogged. <laughs> fucked, is it, or something? It's terrible, isn't it, the title of it. Have you heard it, though? Yeah. Yeah, it just goes on and on and on about sort of stuff that isn't even related to whatever they're talking about. So, we should carry on. I think we should go this route. Let's just talk about something completely
0: different. Right. Confessions of a Modern (laughs) Parent. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. (laughs) Now, this week um, um, on Loose Women. Now, if you are listening to us from another country, I am one of the panelists and have been for over 20 years of a daily show here called Loose Women. If you're in America, it's a bit like The View. And um, we have various campaigns. Um, we've had various campaigns over the years. And about five or six years ago, we did our first Body Stories campaign. And I'm not being overdramatic when I say it changed my life. It really, really did. And um, that particular campaign, it was the first time that all the loose women stood together in their underwear or in their swimsuits, um, not unlit, unedited, unanything. And it was a really big deal and it ended up on you know, big billboards and um So were you literally the back and, end of a bus? Well, I was the back end of a bus.
1: So what was the what was the just to clarify, what was the point of it?
0: The point of it was to try and just own mm. who and what we were, that this group of women all had different shapes and sizes and to try and begin to change the narrative so that, you know, before body stories you would absolutely be photographed any of the Loose Women looking shit or, or they've got a cellulite out or anything in quite a derogatory way. And you often caught and make... paparazzi or yeah. Well, the narrative changed really seriously after that. In fact, after that, Body Stories, we all went on holiday together, the Loose Women, and we just we just didn't care. We knew yeah. that the that, that, that appetite... Was not there for people at that point. It's probably slipped back a bit now. For people to, oh God, look! Don't they look disgusting? And it, it was a really incredible campaign, and people across the country mirrored what we'd done with the photo. All sorts of people from all different kinds of um, mess ups, let's say, fuck ups, head fuck ups about their body image, and it was it, it really did change everything for me. And and at at that point. When we did that big shoot and we had Brian Adams, it was all very flash. Yeah, and everything. explain,
1: Brian Adams was photographing. It wasn't singing alongside the. No, <laughs> I, I
0: don't oh, know if you Brian remember, Mark, but I was in <laughs> such a state for days before. I was yeah. like, how am I going to do it? when I was actually being photographed by Brian Adams? I wanted to cry because I felt so vulnerable standing. I hear
1: all the great points, so did he.
0: (laughs) In my bra and pants (laughs) and just thinking, oh, my God, hang on a minute, the world's not stopped turning. The reason I agreed to do the campaign was very much the girls were quite a bit younger, and I was doing a lot of that chat. We both were, actually, around, come on, we're all too hung up with how we look on the outside, who are we inside, how kind are we, how decent... And I thought, I'm not walking the walk you know? Well, i think one of
1: the things that i think that spearheaded and it sort of springboarded in a sense was a, pr- a gradual process how many years ago was that campaign five, five or ago. six years ago you've kind of successfully managed to unweaponize the ability of the press or social media or all mm. the places that photographs of you and mm. pretty much most most of the women on your show but also women of, a, of your age but women in general it's part of the process i see of de-weaponising and Mm. sort of taking taking the heat and strength out of these really quite horrible images that the press like to promote... Which is always said in a sort of negative capacity, and in a look at how we've caught her looking, look at what she's concealing, look at how she's hiding, well, look years at what ago, she's not revealing. Yeah. Whereas what you've all done is you've placed <coughs> it all in the open, and you've said we we embrace our differences.
0: And I've really continued to do that mm. ever since. And anybody that follows me on Instagram knows that. that I regularly I take the piss. I have ownership of the yeah. way of the way that I look. And years ago. I was actually photographed on a beach in a bikini and the headline was, how dare she go on the beach looking the way that she did. Nice. And actually, if you go to my Instagram, there's a photograph that um, of me when I was probably about 26, 27. I'm in a bikini on a beach, black and white. You've never seen anyone look so miserable in all their life. I was trying to cover every part of my body with my hands. I was in this bikini. And that's how I always used to feel before the body stories. Mm. And we talk about, I talk about this a lot because people always say, Oh, you're now a body confident person. Oh my God. I wish I could be a body confident person. I'm not. I've just got body acceptance. I can't change this body. And this body has given me children and given me life and lets me walk and lets me talk and let's. Mm. So I've just changed that, the narrative in my head, but I have to constantly check it because it can sneak in. We've just been away for a couple of days. I got up this morning, right, what can I do to redress what I ate? I was, you know, stop those stinking, thinking voices. And anyway, so that so was... So how the does original, this relate
1: to parenting?
0: Yeah, so that was the original mm. campaign. And, um, you know, a big part of that campaign was when Maddie first saw those mm. photos of me unedited... And on, you know, in a big poster and she just went, I forget, she was looking at it for ages and then she zeroed in on it on her phone like everybody else would. And she went, oh, actually, um, yeah, yeah, that's quite cool. Um, and then since then I do all my Kim Kardashian piss oh. and everything on, on Instagram. So... We thought, how do we move on the next bit of this story? And we know that it's something that really, really worries parents. I think in the poll that we did... You mean we as Luce a w- women, women, yeah, women? Yeah. yeah, I think 90% of parents said that they were... That, that obviously that took part of the poll were extremely worried about... Editing about body apps, face tuning apps, right. and the impact that that's yeah. having—not just on their daughters, their sons as well. Boys yeah. are vulnerable to this. Would you have been when you were a kid? But,
1: this is, but we're talking specifically about body apps versus facial apps, or I is think it a one bit of both. Bit I think both. it's kind of fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, how do you? Because we've we've talked before, haven't we, about how we've both been dysmorphic in our thinking, not. The, s- mm. the spectrum is broad. We are yeah. not body dysmorphic, but we have warped thinking about our bodies, both of us.
1: Absolutely.
0: And can you remember the age when it started for you, or was there a trigger, or...?
1: Well, I mean, I've often thought that we could have done and should do, but we don't have the we don't have enough teenage boys in our own family, and we couldn't lean the whole thing on colitos necessarily, because I don't think he's into body... <laughs> ..into, uh, body, you know, bodybuilding. I mean, I, for me, bodybuilding was a massive problem. The more I think about it... Uh, the more it was the first real manifestation of body dysmorphia. Um, mm. I had no way or means of taking images of ourselves. It was such... I mean, guys, lis- listeners, young listeners, listeners from the 90s on You've got photos. You've got to understand, no. yes, there are family photos, of course, but, you know, you, there was no quick and easy way to get a snap of yourself no. in any way, shape or form. But I used to work out a hell of a lot. And so, you're right, I had a strangely sort of muscular... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds weird how I'm talking about myself, but I had a strangely muscular body for my age. Uh, my girlfriend at the time liked it, my first girlfriend, and and I went overboard on it to the point that you know I have stretch marks on my back. It for sure probably knocked an inch off my weight because I was I was lifting fucking heavy weights. Mm. I mean, we weren't just talking, you know. You know, little kind of dumbbells. I was giving it the full Monty. What I thought I was—I don't know what I was aspiring to. I don't know what I thought I was going to become, and I don't know—I don't quite know why I was doing it. It must have been fundamental lack of confidence, the start of my addictions. All that I don't know. I also know that I had a crazy attitude with eating. But if I had um, this tech to adjust and and filter and, and nibble at the edges of my body. Um, I was thinking about it. I was thinking, well, maybe, I don't know, would I have not done as much bodybuilding because I could have changed it with an app? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Or, you know, would I have just sought to kind of augment my body even more with an app? Because, you know, all teenagers go through skin problems, blemishes, all that kind of stuff. And so I would for sure have fallen down the wormhole. But, I mean, I I was kind of... It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. The genie came out of the bottle much later. So I don't. Know oh, whether.
0: I absolutely have no doubt whatsoever. Yeah. I would have gone to a very dark place if I'd had those. Right. If I'd had the ability to do that, yeah. it would have just been dire for me. As so I went into my walked thinking at about. Oh, God, as far back as I can remember.
1: Yeah, I mean, what, I a do image, But
0: But, you know, the thing was, I was very much like the girls. The girls are always coming and showing me, oh, God, isn't this girl beautiful? Isn't yeah. this girl beautiful? Isn't this girl beautiful? And I know a lot of you mums will relate to that because all my friends who have daughters all say that their girls do that the whole time, bring them images. But actually, I used to do that about movie stars and about models. I mean, mm. I was desperate to be Brooke Shields. It used to give me physical pain i wanted to look like that and i just thought i was such a sort of dumpling you know right um and so i probably because i had very intense girl friendships we probably would have got together and edited and started playing around with all of that and i would have got to a really dark place with it. i think i think i would have been one of those teens of which we know and it's not just teens actually you know older girls as well and women that would have just started to retreat and and we know this you know from studies that some girls get to the point that they don't want to go out because they've because morphed themselves so much on their feed yeah. of who, of the, to the way that they look. But do you think? I mean, I'm they're really... actually scared of meeting people in real life. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've met
1: people who look nothing like their, you know, look nothing like their sort of on their Instagram or whatever the, these images are. And and I mean, it does it must have an impact, a massive impact on your psychological sense of self? Because here's uh, uh, this is what I want to drive up. Why get really sort of confused about in my head is it's so hot, you know, teenagers and young adults are so tetchy about having images taken and yet all there are of them are images of them. Mm on their platforms mm. and everywhere. And it's about control. It's about who's in control, ultimately, of that image. Now, the only experience I can give of that is I hate every photo you snap of me, not not on the big cameras, but when you take a snap of me for Instagram or something, you never get what I, what I feel I look like, what I want to look like. So I'm just using this as an example. Flip it round and I can do the selfie. The wonderful thing about the selfie is you, you can keep seeing yourself until you're happy with it and you've got an immediate... So bad. ...immediate judgement. Yeah, but... You know, just to specific. only have your
0: own because I, it's like I say this to the girls I say you never see your face in motion no, no. you never see all the angles that I see so you found the one angle yeah. that you think works like you do, yeah. you've got the one look that you think, but I see a hundred different looks yeah, in course. your face like you do of mine and I think the selfie that's why the selfie, imagine you take the selfie, we yeah. don't do this and then you sit, just take it you just nibble, oh I've got a spot there and mm. you start with just a spot and then all oh, that looks really nice when I completely smooth that or let me smooth it all or just just a little wider on my eyes and then you're off Mm. you know i mean how do you stop that's highly addictive
1: you're kind of body you're you're kind of you're kind of manipulating the image of yourself by simply saying there's only one image to be taken of me do you see what i mean Mm. i mean you're not even using the app technology you're not using technology but if, if what you're saying is just that one shot is the one shot i'm going to allow of me you've completely sort of you know micromanaged the image of you as it is and then from that you then go into kind of playing with it i mean i always play with because i have eczema around the middle of my nose i'm only talking about myself because i can't you know i am trying to place myself in all of the kind of neurotic kind of places i would have been as a teenager you know the eczema around my face so I, I, even now if i'm posting an image i'll pump the brightness up so that i can lose some of the redness around my mm. face because i hate it um i won't smile so i would have probably definitely gone in and done can't something with the teeth you see,
0: seen you're a 50 year old man
1: yeah, but I don't do anything with the teeth. No, but if I was a teenager, I just don't smile now. I just don't know with my mouth. I don't want to show my teeth. But as a, as a teenager, I've always had this issue with my teeth. So I would have for sure gone in there and done a bit yeah. of that. I had spots. So I should, and then what do you do about. when you
0: go out, when people have seen you on your feet with perfect teeth? Yeah, yeah, exactly. How do you go out? Well, exactly. How do you talk to people?
1: And mean, do? And I mean, what I'm curious to know is, do people say, Christ, you look nothing like you do on your Instagram? I wonder if people actually say that to people. I, I mean, is know. there that risk? Is that why people don't go out? Because they've created such an artificially unlivable sense and image of themselves that to go out is to puncture the myth, you know. It, yeah, it's, um, maybe, maybe. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, but as, again, as I say, I, I was so... I mean,
0: what, what there's definitely been a rise in um, is, that, is people going to cosmetic surgeons mm. and asking... How them, do they afford it? Oh, Mark, there are so many payment plans now. Oh, God, you can pay on the um, we'll never, never. Well,
1: that's unforgivable. Yeah, because of course that allows people. We need it.
0: more regulation on that. I mean, of course, not all these cosmetic surgeons are going to say yes. No, but we know that there is. I mean, we. Uh, I think the programme spoke to just one, and he said he gets an average ten a week Why of not? twenty or twenties really? women in their twenties coming in and asking for them to be made. How do you like know if ed- the problem? I mean, we see it on that. What's that botched? Mm. I mean, it's petrifying. People come in and ask to be us to be turned
1: into. I mean, one can't escape the fact that this is more generally... uh, I mean, I'm not saying there isn't a problem for boys, because there is a problem for boys, but I guess in a weird way, there's a sort of... Maybe there's a sort of, I don't know, stigma attached to a boy going for cosmetic surgery. So maybe maybe boys, young boys, use these out. We're not there yet,
0: but the thing is, we'll look round in a minute and we'll be there. You know, it will eventually... It will eventually kick in in the same way. And, of course, there are already men and boys that are very vulnerable to this and mm. using it. And, I mean, you see it on Instagram, you know. Um, and, you know, just all this... You know, this huge pressure on young men and boys to have the six-pack, mm. and that's that's easy. I mean, the stomach they've given me and the body tuning that they did with me on Loose Women, it was just a moment. I'm like, oh, that looks really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, forget it. That's not how you're going to look. Um... Yeah, I don't think there's... And there's people in my age group now that will not will not put a photo out. We tend to think of this just as teenagers, yeah. but it's not, it's across the board. Um, and in fact, I think there becomes a point talking to Maddie in the teens where they sort of reverse a bit from it and then right. apparently go back to it more in their 20s. Right. So I think Maddie at the moment is in a bit of a rebellion to the whole thing. We'll yeah. see when we... We'll, we'll, Listen to her, right. but she's rebelling a bit against it now and saying, "Oh well, actually, the whole thing is just terrible." But I know she was a victim to it, uh, right. you know,
1: yeah. years ago. I suppose um, it's at what point are you? Are you it, it, I mean, you know, is tampering with an image in any way some kind of you know like like a. What are they call these apps they're called what are they called these apps that body they, tuning body or tuning, or editing I apps but I mean body tuning and face tuning that doesn't have to be changing the shape of your body it's just changing the lightness brightness texture
0: yeah but tone. that's how it starts yeah, isn't exactly. it or just smooth me out a bit or yeah, just that little yeah, crease there
2: yeah. or
0: just lift that a tiny bit um that that it's just so seductive
1: So shall we have a look at some of our social medias, or shall we ever listen to Maddie first?
0: Um, oh, I don't know. You choose. Oh, we'll ever listen to Maddie first.
2: My opinion on like body editing apps. Um. I mean, I don't really know what it is. I, I, because I feel like a lot of people obviously. Um. Become very insecure, especially if they see people that are in the public eye. Um, posting stuff on social media where they look perfect, Um, most of the time probably using photo editing apps. Um, And, like, the thing is, I do feel like a lot of people in the public, like like a lot of women in the public, I am men, um, should try harder to show the real side sometimes, but I also think it's really easy for us to kind of just look at, celebrities and go they should show the real them like they should show a before and after editing and everything but like at the end of the day people in the public eye are real people with real insecurities and I don't believe in it being a celebrity's job to be a role model like that they're their own person who make their own mistakes and have their own problems they shouldn't be something that we always have to aspire to be do you know what I mean And I feel like there's a lot of this thing that celebrities almost aren't, you know, real people and people tend to forget that they probably have their insecurities. And it takes a lot to be the real you on social media, especially if you have such a large following. So I don't really agree with giving celebrities so much hate for editing their photos because at the end of the day, they've got their insecurities and they should be allowed to adjust them if that makes them feel better I think it's sad that that would be the case but I don't think it's right to be angry at people in the public eye and say that they need to be putting out the real version of themselves I think it's great when they when you know people in the public eye do but you know everyone has their insecurities so I never expect it from people you know what I mean Um, but I do think that body editing apps could be really toxic because you know you you're editing your body to look the way you want it to be and then it, will, it won't will help at all with your self-esteem and you'll end up feeling more and more secure in your body because you don't look the same way as you know the, the body you're portraying to other people. So I do think it's kind of like slow damage that you get from body editing apps. Um, and I do think that it fuels insecurities in young girls, but to be honest... What I tend to see more on social media isn't necessarily editing, but more, like, posing and positions people will be in can completely change the way their body looks. Um, and so, yeah, I do think it fuels insecurities for young girls, but at the same time, many things do. Do you know what I mean? Like I personally am more insecure if I see someone that's really, really beautiful in real life than I do seeing a photo because I'm kind of at an age now and an understanding where I can go. Okay, well, they're posing like that, or they've edited a bit like this. So if I see someone who's that perfect in person, I I'll be more like, no, that's not. Oh, I'm insecure now. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like I said, I just I don't feel like there should be this hate and pressure towards celebrities to show the real them because, you know, they have their own insecurities and that's it's a big deal to be able to just put the real you out there all the time, like I said, especially if you have such a large following. Um And, yeah, I think it's quite shocking that so many young women try and get plastic surgery to look like edited photos, you know, and I definitely think that's when the toxicity of editing and filters comes in i mean i don't personally know anyone that's that affected by it i think the people i know are more like oh i'm not really happy with this about myself but there's not really much i can do about it so i might as well you know put up with it or own it do you know what i mean um but i do think it's really sad that women feel that way but at the same time i feel like if editing apps and filters weren't there, there would just be something else that would women would be, young girls and young men would be insecure about, you know. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think it's a toxic, it can be a toxic thing, and I think the reason why editing apps and filters and all of that are so toxic is you don't actually realise that it's affecting your self-esteem and stuff. It's kind of like a slow burn, um, which which I think is kind of worse in a way. Um, and I think it's really good that my mum's doing, you know, body story campaigns and, you know, I hope that it helps her as well. With her body. Like, Obviously, it's it would embarrass anyone, but, like, I get embarrassed by loads of things she does. And it's not the fact that it's a body confidence campaign, necessarily, body stories campaign, um... Yeah, you know, sometimes I, it's a bit weird. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's a bit embarrassing. But, um, yeah, like I said, I, I would say that, I you know, I don't, I don't agree with body editing apps, but at the same time, I don't agree with celebrities and people in the public eye getting pressure from people to put the real them out there because it's not actually their responsibility to be young women's role models. They're their own person and they're a real person who, you know, might struggle to have the confidence to put themselves out like that
1: i can just say i thought a really intriguing detail there that i hadn't really thought about was this idea you know we often hear it said for example when a footballer <clears throat> does something wrong you know they're a public figure and they should take the responsibility seriously and i do think around behavior you are a role model um and when you are a role model you are there to kind of lead by example in some regards um, but it's an intriguing distinction, I think, around looks. what why why actually does someone in the public eye has to be a role model? Just the fact that the, the fact that they become a role model mm. is what society does. For mm. so the actual individual behind who is that person, mm. there is no sort of unwritten contract mm. that says now because you're famous, you now need to take a huge degree of responsibility for appearing real in everything you do. So I think just to play devil's advocate a little bit and put push back on that why is it a problem if I don't know, I'm just using as an example, Ariana Grande uses some bloody Well to I make don't think a, I well. don't think
0: there is and I don't think we should be judgmental of it. And people in show business and yeah. people in entertainment since the beginning of time yeah. have used lighting and have Lights used Lights on lenses yeah, and things like that. I think I I think it, we get into dangerous territory when you're selling like a face cream yes. or a hair thing or whatever yeah. and you're and you're mucking about it well, then the image,
1: trade description then, then
0: that's something very different. Um, <clears throat> I I never stand in judgment of people yeah. people that use it. I don't think the you know the celebrities of this world are, are directly responsible for these children's mm. um, you know mental the mental chaos that's going on with a lot of kids. I think it's the apps I think I wish we'd never had the apps in the first place. Mm. I think everybody is a victim of the apps. We're all vulnerable to it. Sometimes when I do a story for my Instagram, in fact, for the first time in ages the other day, I put a filter on because I just looked awful. And I actually put across it guess what filter I used, because I just can't do it now without saying that I'm doing it, just because... Do you think it's always bad, though? I'm my daughter's role model. I mean, first and foremost, to me, I am my daughter's Hmm. role model. I have a platform, I have a public platform, and what I notice is every time I post something that is around this topic, I'm overwhelmed with what I get back, and there is people are wanting to have that conversation with me. So I don't feel that I have to, but I like to because it helps me. Like Maddy said, there, it helps. It helps my mum. Yeah, it does. It helps my mum, and it's that circular thing. You know, it goes around and it does good, and then it comes back around again. And hopefully, drip by drip, we can have. We, there's so many things in life these days that we go, oh, well, we can't do anything about that. Yeah. Jean's out of the bottle. Yeah. All the time we're saying it, all the time. And I just think we can, you know, just with small ripples, a, st- a small stone can create ripples that can then on carry on having a ripple effect. And
1: but can I ask, is it always bad? I mean, what I mean by that is... No. Could there not be a set of circumstances where perhaps, you know, you do use these kind of, you know... Face tuning, body tuning apps, they make you feel a little bit more confident, you feel like you're part of a group, you mm. it's called social media, you feel more mm. sociable, especially in lockdown. You know, I mean I think well, if, well, there's, I, if there, but also yeah. if there's a an agreed shared currency that this is what's going on, maybe we're we're looking at a generation coming through now that understands that there's a massive distinction between your set almost your avatar online the social media you versus the you you and there's no judgement about that difference it's just that you look great on instagram and you look great in a different way in person i mean
0: i think i think <coughs> that and we don't often pat ourselves on the back as parents <coughs> most of the time and you all have heard it a regular listener we are berating ourselves for what we haven't done but maddie has forgotten <coughs> that she was she used these apps. she's forgotten she's forgotten that these apps were a part of her like all like all kids are all kids do at some point you know they have a flirtation with it okay Okay. i think what's changed for maddie and so she can't even remember it because she's younger is that we've had the dialogue all the time around we have just not sat down and said right listen listen about these body apps and they're very toxic and they're very we've just gently show, oh, wow, look at that. Oh, isn't that interesting? Like, when she talks about the different angles, there's somebody called Danie, Danie Mercier on um, Instagram who posts really regularly about she stands in one way, her body looks one thing, she stands in another way, it looks a completely different thing. So I've, I've given that to the girls, you know, and and other accounts like that to go. Wow, isn't it incredible how just by standing you can have a thigh gap, a lifted stomach, big boobs, and then you can stand another really? way. And so I, I would say, as a, we never really directly advise on this. As a little bit of advice, a little tidbit, I would just have that conversation with your daughter and say. What God, look at this. I totally fell for this. Look at this. This is actually what she's like. And she's still lovely, but look how she looks when she stands like this. And you start to give them um, consciousness of what's going on. Because Mm. once you've got the consciousness, it becomes harder and harder to fall for the Mm. lie. I
1: thought it was really good that she said that because that's kind of what I was driving at: is this idea that when, if you stand in a certain position, if you plonk your camera Mm. really high and so it looks down on you, it makes you look younger, more childlike, more, you know, naive, all that kind of stuff. If you, you know, if you look in a certain light, if you look against a certain light, you know, all these things are are, are body face tuning.
0: When we did the shoot here in the house, well, I stood Mm. over by that wall, and you put one light one way, and I had the smoothest, most amazing thighs, and you put a light another way which made my cellulite look like the worst cellulite you've ever seen. The point. girls were in the room
1: when we were doing that. Yeah, 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 but that. that's my point. There's not, uh, it's an int- it gets really complicated and interesting when, yes, that is the case, and that's the art of lighting. It's been there since light began. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to look the best you can. No. And I think the dividing line, where yeah. it starts to get really complicated is, as Maddie says, it works insidiously, is where's that sort of not a sweet spot makes it sound nice, where but where's that not sweet, yeah, yeah, that sort of acid spot, yeah. where where that, oh, I just want to look nicer becomes I need to look nicer. Yeah. I want to look a bit yeah. more sort of free in this. I need to How, keep I'm almost,
0: I'm almost mathematical about it. It's really weird. Like, I'll say, oh, like, I'm like, post a picture of because you know i go to work and people mm. make me up and dress me and i, I and sometimes i'll post a picture you're like I'll a say,
1: living working living doll
0: and I, I, song, I still don't it? ever put a filter on it but i'll go god wow i look blooming amazing today and i Life. love it and the light's just catching me right from the window but i but i i consciously then think okay just back to normal and back to me and you know who it helps the most me. Yeah. I feel so free. Yeah. I feel like I don't have to be this. I, 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 I feel really sorry for celebrities or people that aren't celebrities that are constantly having to live up to something. That is exhausting.
1: Yeah, i pay good money to have someone constantly primping and attending to my hair. I would. Day. I would. I would look like could get you off my back it would be, mean that I don't have to constantly worry about how it looks. So, I mean, it's a huge... I mean, and the great thing about your posts when you are made up is that you foreground it as, look at me before, look at me now. You recognise that there's artistry involved and there's sort of artifice involved. But, you know, I think, you know, sometimes it does... I see it has an impact on you. You feel stronger, you feel more confident. And, you know, at a low level, I think what we have to bear in mind is for a lot of young women and young men, these face tuning and body tuning apps allow them to walk in your shoes just a little bit just a little bit you've got the luxury of having a wonderful makeup team and wardrobe de- department making you propping you up for a show where you go out and you look mm, absolutely twice beautiful, a week twice yeah. a
0: week i get to look amazing yeah. but i could have gone another route where because people see me twice a week looking amazing that i never want to see it. and believe you me the majority of people on television will not be seen without their makeup. Yeah, would not post no. anything, wouldn't want to be snapped when they go out down to the local right. shop. I don't give a flying banana. No. I literally don't give a flying banana. No. I, I used to, years ago, because of Wayne's group, but now I'm like, what can I do? Yeah. I am all these things, all these... I am the sum of all these parts. Yeah. You know, and um, I feel very free. You know, it's quite interesting when you watch people literally freaking... Oh, you... I mean, the foot you know, and it's like being with your teens. Like, right.
1: oh, God, well, yeah, you know, sensitivity worry. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. Well, it'll be interesting, isn't it? Because what you're talking about there, I wonder how much of that is genuine lack of body confidence and how much of that is the perils of being a celebrity. OK, well, let's have a listen to Carlitos. Uh, he always brings an incredibly original perspective to things.
3: Nowadays, it takes just a few clicks to put together a professional, flawless, magazine standard picture of yourself for the world to see. And so many people do it nowadays because it's just so accessible, like you can do it on apps, on phones and things like that. Um, I personally have tried out these apps before I think we all have to be honest and if we haven't then we've put some sort of filter on our faces Um, but I think everyone's tried to alter the way they look in some way Um, I remember editing a picture of myself I don't do it all the time by the way Um, I remember editing a picture of myself for an online portfolio for college And I guess I just got carried away, and I I did it quite a lot um, on that one picture. And I thought I looked good at the end, and then I used the before and after button. Um, I originally thought the photo looked okay, and then when I compared it with the after picture, which looked so much better, it just kind of started to chip at my self-esteem and, and make me feel bad about the way that i look naturally which is something that i can't change and i didn't like that and i think that's when i decided to embrace my natural features and to really like be comfortable in my own skin you know it's not anyone else's right to come and criticize you in any way about that um you can't always tell when photos are edited you know some people do it really well and then you've got the Kardashian Jenners and, and don't get me wrong, I love I love them, the Kardashian Jenners, but sometimes they have six toes on Wednesday and then four on Friday, you know. And so it just goes to show that people really do go to lengths to be considered perfect or or what's what is considered perfect. Um so I think a little filter here and there is okay, but if you're heavily, heavily editing every single photo and then when it comes to real life you look nothing like your photos then something's wrong um but honestly there is shaming in this world no matter what size you are or what you look like they're shaming even if you're if you're skinny people tell you to put meat on your bones and things like that i speak from experience and if you're on the bigger side then you get what's known as fat shaming, fat shamed now, so, you know, there's criticism no matter what you look like. So I've just really learned to embrace my skin and embrace who I am because at the end of the day, I can't take my body off like a suit. Um, you know, I may as well just embrace it and just live every day like it's the last do and do what I want to do until the day I die without... The, the pressure or, or feeling of judgment.
1: I really love how contrasting Madie and
2: Calotzi's cheese Well they
1: are, but they're both so rich in such different ways. I mean Maddie, you know, moves like it's like an ocean, listen listening to Maddie, <laughs> move through the emotional currents of feelings and contradictions and going with the flow and 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 you know up and down of the waves. And then with Carlitos he he, he draws such vivid pictures and experiential moments where you go yeah. I can see him. So that yeah. that story there of him using the the body tuning app and you can see that considered moment of comparing before and after yeah. and how that just depleted him
0: yeah but, and that he also had the epiphany there and then yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean it's like you know if, it's like you know when you think about when you first started smoking and it was de- Disgusting. Yeah. If only you'd put the cigarette out then. Yeah. Or when you first had a drink, you first drunk. It was disgusting. when you Absolutely. It's like you learned the lesson immediately.
1: Yeah. but saying, you know, I can't take my body off like a suit. Very, yeah. very, very true.
0: Very true. Um, what are you gonna do? You know, down thing, the line. Yeah, and
1: that thing that he says, which is so true, and I wonder whether there's a whole uh, confessions about this, which is, no matter what you are, or what you do, or what you say, someone is there to shame you. Yeah. You know, shaming body. It's not just body shaming. It's face shaming. It's class shaming. That's it's... why
0: I. That's why I live by those that mind don't matter, and those that matter don't Absolutely. mind. And my family literally want to kill me every time I say it. But I'm sorry. Well, only because I brought it's the, the phrase to mantra. you. But I, but guys, but people who don't know, I thought it was Gandhi, and found out years later it was actually Dr. Seuss from yeah. the party. Listen, I want to read some of um, the social media comments that we had. Now, these came under my Instagram when I posted about body stories. I'm not going to read anybody's name out just in case, um, but if you hear yourself, then um, thank you so much for for, um, answering. So, um, my daughters are far too young for social media and I'll certainly be limiting it in the future, but my goddaughter is a teenager and I often tag her in the photos or Insta accounts that show the reality behind poses filters and FaceTune type apps. So that she's aware of what is real and what is not is actually quite scary and also sad that these filters seem to morph people into looking the same and ruin the beautiful diversity. Yeah. That's what we've got to remember. Do we want to be? Like you said, is it almost are the are these almost our um avatars. avatars? we want to steer away from being avatars. It's
1: on the horizon. We do, but unless you, I mean, you know, if you think about what being a teenager is about, a teenager is about belonging, a teenager is about not wanting to stand out for the wrong reasons. And, you know, if you were in a class in the 70s and you had a big nose, you were often called big-nosed. If you had ginger hair, you were called ginger. You know, know, there was always, whatever the terminology was, there was a way of distinguishing you. And I think, you know, these body apps allow for people to sort of massage out their differences and belong.
0: But then they have to go to school and face all the the, the mickey-taking for doing that. Another short one here. I always use a filter. Lately, I just see beautiful women everywhere, and I am just a potato. Oh, dear. I know. Oh, sweetheart. You are not a potato. potato. I can see your photo, and you are not a potato. You are a damn fine woman. Uh, Another one here. I never edit my pictures, but I wish there was someone to tell me that the women on the cover of magazines were airbrushed, had gotten surgery, or that they sometimes wore padding under their clothing, because I found myself not measuring up to them, which really completely shattered my confidence growing up. Mm. Um, Me too. Mm. I didn't have any face tuning, but I just thought everyone... I didn't realise that movie stars were lit and magazines. I had no Mm. idea. Now it's spoken about a lot, going on from that. I'm 19, so I still have a lot to learn in life, but just seeing and hearing your story has helped me become more comfortable in my own skin.
1: Well, I just wanted to say in relationship to that, it's really intriguing, because back in the... I remember in the 70s, I must have been reading one of my mum's newspaper supplements, and there was a photograph on the front of the supplement And I remember it vividly because I remember the shock of it. And they had a beautiful photo of a beautiful, you know, 70s model Twiggy or someone like that on the front. And then on the back page of the supplement was all this essentially uh, like scaffolding Mm. and all of the stuff that was going on behind her hair to make it fly up. There was a prop. There was no dress there. There was sellotape (laughs) pulling out all the way around. And, you know, that is intriguing. It, It is important sometimes to be reminded that behind these great images, there's an enormous amount of bakery mm. you know even when they're not using what i'm saying is even when they're not using body tuning apps or face tuning apps.
0: exactly um i another one here i don't recognize half the people on my instagram from people i know in real life my son's friends female ones in particular heavily filter their images or literally put in or are literally put in a mask of makeup mm. yeah we see that everywhere yeah Another one, I absolutely um, love the body stories. I'm so over edited shots and body shame. It's boring having a feed full of faith and it's beyond detrimental to the younger generation, to all generations, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for keeping it real. Sad times now with these filters that are so addictive for young women especially. They actually make some look completely different from real life. It's scary feel sorry for the youngest, as this is all they know on how to look on social media. But as this conversation goes on, I realise actually how many conversations there are like this going on. Mm. And that's why I think it's really important to then have the conversation in your home with your daughters, around your daughters, in an inclusive way, mm. not in a lecturing way. And, not your, in sons. Them, Don't you do? and your sons, a bit, absolutely. Yeah. I must always remember to say your sons. Um a 22 year old, at 22 years old, I never post a picture without editing my teeth, the shape of my face and all the lumps and bumps that I don't like. As a teacher, when I hear the 11-year-olds in my class talk about how much they want to change themselves, it breaks my heart. No. Thank you for putting this out there for young girls like me and them. Now, see, yeah. isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's breaking her heart. She is an influencer. because anyone around children is an influencer. You don't have to only be a celebrity. Absolutely. You are an influencer. We always say that on here, don't we, Mark? We are the biggest social media influencers to our children, whether you're on social media or not, your parent, because you've got them the most.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, My daughter won't take a photo unless there's a filter, and I hate it. I've spoken to her about it, and she's pretty clued up that most use filters, but I need her to see real women. I needed to realise the negative impact of filters on your on mental health and well-being, um, and then she goes on about the show, which is great. Um, <clears throat> so another one: my daughter has anorexia. She started at thirteen. At the age of ten, I myself started taking laxative. Started with one a night, then went to twelve a night. My body was a mess. I'm now forty-eight and constantly criticising every millimetre of my body. I have moments of happiness. And embrace my body, but 99% of the time I hate, detest myself and it makes me sad. And I just want to put my arms around you and say, I cannot even imagine how hellish that is. We spoke about anorexia a few podcasts before, didn't we? To have that awful voice driving you all the time. Maybe you can reach reach even further i know it's so hard for your daughter because you you can you can help your daughter when you help yourself i, I mean, really hope you are getting support yeah. because you know <clears throat> anorexia is not a lifestyle choice it's a mental health issue and it's incredibly painful and difficult for you and for your daughter so i really really hope you're getting some help maybe look up um beat um which is a anorexia charity um, or seed. Or seed. Um, and, and hopefully you can get some extra support
1: there. Um, I just sometimes do, I do wonder, you know, you've got to look at these, the, the tendency of these apps and the and the explosion of them and their popularity and the, the ease with which they're taken up and, and all that kind of stuff and used. You know, once again, are we not are we not looking at the wrong end of the the, the problem here? We've got to look why why is there an appetite for this kind mm. of tech? Mm. The appetite comes from a place that society creates yeah, this dissatisfaction. Absolutely. So absolutely. I do think, you know, sometimes when you hear these arguments with tech, I think I think tech can sometimes end up be the whipping boy here. Because tech is like, like cinema used to, like television used to in the seventies with Mary White, you know. These things are often expressions of things that are going on. These, the, they, they are mark, driven by market forces. That's not to say for a minute that tech isn't involved and couldn't do far more to limit them, control them, manage them and police them in much the same way they're very efficient in managing a policing copyright infringement, I hasten to add. But, you know, around these things, you've got to sometimes ask yourself, well, why, why are young women and young boys and young girls. Why because, are they drawn to this so much? Live, because we live in a society. That yeah. We like to pretend Is it more equal than no, it was, it's not. but it isn't.
0: But, but, but we don't live anything like humans are supposed to live. No. Humans are supposed to live off the land. We're supposed to wake when the sun comes up, sleep when the sun goes down. We're supposed to be mm. out most of the day, out in nature. Out, we are so far removed. So we are a population of people that are struggling with their mental health. Everybody's struggling with their mental health. Some people might say, well, I'm not, I'm totally fine. Believe you me, we're all working in a... We are all living in a way that we were not made to live.
1: Well, as they say in Black Mirror, Black Mirror, the title is a reference to the black mirror of the reflection of your phone when it's off. I I prefer, because phones are rarely off in today's Mm. culture, I prefer to call the phone the sort of the never-setting sun. Because yeah. it's forever yeah, beaming daylight into your face. Exactly. And I think that's where half our problems reside. Mm. We've got the phones are giving us too much time to look into them.
0: Yeah. And and we as parents buy this expensive piece of kit and then we put it in our kids' hands.
1: So, so um,
0: Can I just do this last yes. one? I'm always worrying about my daughter. She's still little, ten years old. There was a situation a couple of years ago where she came home from school and she was very sad. I started talking to her, and this is what I learned somebody had made a comment about the way she looked and she was sad and expressed that to her other friend who was eight years old um and had said you know that she wasn't happy with her look. and her friend said well don't worry you can always climb on that building and jump off oh my god yeah this shocked me to the very core thank god my daughter can distinguish good advice from bad one despite this young age nevertheless this situation put me in alert mode 24, 7, wow. 365 days a week. Mm, uh, a year. a year. Wow. Mm. A wow. We cannot underestimate the importance that young people are putting on the way that they look mm. above and beyond everything else. Yeah.
1: And I think um, it's really important, something that's come out of this conversation that I'm quite pleased is it's not solely the tech provider's fault, it's not solely celebrities' responsibility either. No. This is about within your families, educating, talking, yeah. you know,
0: and, and... And how do we talk about ourselves in front of our children? Yeah, exactly. That even when they're a baby... Do we hear ourselves saying, oh, I hate my legs, I've always hated my thighs, do I hate my arms, I've always hated them, I've always hated my teeth. I'll never smile because I hate my teeth. Oh my god, I hate my boobs, they sag. Oh my god, I hate my bum, it's dimpled. Do you say that around your child? Because there's no one more powerful than ourselves, really. You said it. Mm-hmm. on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Ta-da!